Yo, what you trying to get into tonight, man? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just thought we were chilling. Are you trying to do something? Mm, well, you know me. I'm kind of an active, productive stoner. Uh, we got the whole world at our fingertips, bro. All right. What you got in that stony mind of yours? <laughs> Let me tell you. Stoner Buddies! Stoner Buddies, thank you again for joining us for another episode. Last month we celebrated women for Women's History Month, but it won't be the last time we have badass women on our show, believe me. This episode will be a fun one as we have a special guest who has something awesome in store for all of our Stoner Buddies after the interview. But first, we've had a pretty active week in Stoner News. Stoner Stoner News. News. Uh, New York and New Mexico both legalized recreational marijuana in those states this past week, uh, with talks of Louisiana being next in line. So uh, that that's great news to me. This is uh, another huge step in the federal legalization of the cannabis plant. In other news, uh, the Stoner Buddies podcast has been nominated for Best Cannabis Podcast in Las Vegas. Uh extremely humbled by this nomination i didn't see this coming honestly and uh i'm very very uh proud of what we've done so far and i'm glad that it's being acknowledged and noticed the way it is um so we were nominated for best podcast i'm sorry best cannabis podcast in las vegas uh if you guys like what you hear please consider voting for us um two easy steps guys it's not even three it's only two that's how easy it is so first step, you can go to your Instagram, uh, look for Las Vegas Cannabis Awards Official. Uh, that's step one. Step two, simply send them a direct message with the message at stoner underscore buddies for best podcast. And that's it. That's all it takes. You might get some kind of confirmation from the, the page itself, but that's really all it takes. Find them, vote for stoner buddies, call it a day. Uh, if you're not on Instagram, you can also find them on Facebook, uh, Las Vegas Cannabis Awards Official on Facebook, uh, and cast your vote that way. So that's our stoner news for the day. And without further ado, I want to get into this uh, interview with Davey Brown. So let's do it. Stoner Jams. You make me feel groovy. Yo, thanks for joining us again, Stoner Buddies. Today, Omar joins me once again. Hey, Omar, what's going on, man? Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Our guest today is someone who Omar actually drums for in one of his many uh, musical projects. He's a Mexican-American musician with years in the music biz, and recently he started a new reggae project. Davey Brown from Davey Brown Sound. What's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going, brother? Uh, how you been? Not too bad. Can't complain. Yeah, all, nice. All things considering. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, dude. Uh, we really appreciate your time and, uh, you know, just uh, having you on with us, uh, talking about this new music project is exciting for us. I, I got to listen to a little bit of the track, and uh, it's great, honestly. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. Stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Right, yeah, right. It's, and, yeah, so, it's good to be back, and I'm back with, with a bandmate. He's you back. Know, I'm back on the With show on an episode. Like we said we would. There'd be uh, right. recurring episodes oh, yeah. where I'd make a, you know, pay a visit. You should just change the uh, the theme song to Perma Buddies. That's right. Perma Buddies. <laughs> Perma Buddies. You need, you need the snaps in there, too. Perma yeah, Buddies. <laughs> Come on, uh-huh. Dave. You get on in this. Perma Buddies. There it is. Looks like <laughs> flam snaps. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, exactly. Snap, yeah, so it sounds extra thick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't need to fix it in post. It's just going to sound so good, snapping it. Right on. Yeah. So, Davey, real quick, before we get started into, like, the meat of the interview, something that we do with all our guests, or the guests that prefer to do so, uh, I need to ask, are you smoking anything right now with us? I have something prepared. <laughs> uh, I got I got a little bit of like diamond and some uh, some sugar, and then a uh, little bit of like Thai OG, some flour. Ooh, nice. 
What yeah. uh, what strains are you? Do you know what they are? Um, the Tai OG is kind of like a little secret mix that like my buddy puts together. Um, he's a a botanist expert who likes to cross strain all kinds of stuff, and he kind of keeps it low key, but uh, but yeah, very high key once you smoke it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> very high key. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's like OG based though. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So feel free throughout the show. You know, whenever you gotta take that hit, take that hit. I'm gonna be puffing on my. Uh, it's actually called Puffin. It's a disposable one gram vape of Gelato 42. Ooh, ooh, you're so. on that Gelato <clears throat> tip. You, you know, you like you. You know, there's. I see like a. I see a pattern here of like the cookie flavored this. You know mm-hmm. the Oreo like I. I think I'm getting. I got your number now on on, on the on the type of weed you <laughs> like to, to smoke, stick. there, Brian. Stoner snack flavors. Yeah. Stoner, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, like cool, smoke strains cool that ranch sound like Dorito OG. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. hilarious. Um, no, this this stuff is good, and I tend to stick with like sativas or sativa hybrids. Nice, especially for when I'm doing this. I don't want to get too stupid and and slow with stuck like, on the, the couch. Indicas. Right, right. <laughs> so this is my my usual go to is these sativas. The delicious, dude. Real quick, just I want to get into all the the musical projects you you've got going on. Uh, yeah. But first, let's get into some some of the background. Like where where are you from originally? Where'd you uh, grow up? Well, I was born in Balfour, uh, California, so basically oh. L.A., and then yeah, uh, yeah. and then spent a little time in uh, in like Pico Rivera and Covina, and then been in Ranch Cucamonga for like pretty much ever since I was a little kid. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty much Cali, born and raised. Yeah, and, yeah, same here. Uh, born and in for Torrance those who don't know the reference of, there. I'm sorry, Brian. I was going to say, in in relation to, like, where that is in L.A., in L.A. County, um, the city's like, you know, if we're going off of freeways as a reference, it's like where the 605 (laughs) freeway meets either the 60 or the 10, the Santa Monica or Pomona freeways, those kind of areas. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's Mm -hmm. right, right? Those are your stomping grounds, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know them well because I'm from East L.A. myself, so, yeah. Uh, That's right. From the coast of the 15. Yeah, there you go. From the coast to the fifteen. Ah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> from much. the, well, and then what would it be for Brian from the coast to? Because he was in Hermosa Beach for a minute. I was in. I was in the whole South Bay. I mean, Inglewood, yeah, Lenox, go. Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo, El Segundo, Torrance, yeah. Oh, yeah, even all around El Segundo. Yeah. Lived in Long Beach right before I moved out, and and then that was it. Your coast kid. <laughs> Coastal kid, yeah. Little skater kid. Yeah, me too. I used to skate pretty hardcore. <laughs> I never skate. I was just part of the skater crew. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, unless you count rollerblades skating, man, but I, I really doubt it. So you mean to say that you were the one rolling everyone's joints while they were practicing their tricks and practicing kickflips? Yeah, there you go. No, that's that's a negative there too. I, I'm horrible at rolling at rolling joints. Oh. That's why I buy cones. How about you, Davy Brown? <laughs> Uh, I'm more of a blunt roller, but I can roll a joint. Okay. Put a little crutch in it. Nice. A little crutch. There you go. I oh, used the nice. I used a cardboard from my cigarette box and cut that up and roll it up, and then that's my my crutch up. I usually that's use. Your little, uh-huh. Yeah. And it's always interesting to see <laughs> your your different stoner buddies. You know the different your tricks different they have in, in getting just, high. All, all their MacGyver techniques. Yeah, all the MacGyver I was techniques. Say, who just exactly. to be MacGyvers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're we're crafty. We can improvise. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. That's so, awesome, so man. Davey, so yeah, um, so is that where you started perf- uh, playing music as a kid in these uh, in these areas in LA, or when did that start for you, living in LA? Um, well, basically, uh, more so on the on the outskirts, suburban area like Rancho, was like my main house growing up, and so it was kind of like the 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 IE's like jam house. So mm-hmm. my dad was a musician, uh, my brothers. A musician they're both multi-instrumentalists so if my brother wasn't bringing over people to jam my dad was bringing over people to jam so one day it's like you know I, and at that point i was the house drummer i was mainly drumming and so uh see because davy's a multi-instrumentalist too 
That's I mean, awesome. I like to dabble. Yeah. Uh, dabble. <laughs> oh, he dabbles well. He takes spoonfuls, you know. But yeah, so like my my dad would, might bring over like some funk musicians one day. Next day, oh, my brothers, nice. you know, my brothers bringing over like, you know, rock guys or whatever, hip hop, punk, whatever it is, you know. Like, yeah. So it's just it's rock always just español. random. Oh, any rock in español? Is that what you uh, asked, Brian? Mm-hmm. Any rock in español? Oh yeah, yeah. No, my well, my dad was a big. Uh, Latin fan, Latin rock, Latin jazz fan. Um, mm, nice. One of my very first, uh, actually the very first concert that I went to that was like considered like a big concert. Uh, right. I want to say Some it was mo- at the Forum, and it was uh, uh, Santana and Ozo Motley. Oh. oh wow! Oh man! Can't complain. No, there's a lot Dude, of no. uh, absolutely not. There's a complain. lot of flavor in that mix right there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Omar, what was your first concert? My first concert was a rock band, uh, Primus. Ooh. At the Hollywood <laughs> Palladium. Cool. Yeah. That nice. is nice. Absolutely. At the Hollywood Palladium. Wow. Yeah, right. My uh, name is Mud. Yeah, exactly. Sure, it was a race car driver. Exactly. I love Primus. Yeah. I love that album, Tales from the Punch Bowl. I listened to that a lot. I uh, think my th- favorite one, my high school there was years. like a cheese one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know that's right. had, had, there was like a piece of cheese on the, yeah. on the album cover. <laughs> on that, the cover? Yeah. That one was Seas sick. of cheese or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what it was? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Seas of cheese. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Right. My first concert was Duncan Sheik. Duncan Sheik is rad. Duncan Sheik, Duncan Sheik is, is, is rad. Dude, he's a great, I think he's a great he's, songwriter. Dude, he's an awesome composer. He's yeah. done so much for his own music and then uh, films and things like that that people don't even know about. But that was my first concert in like 1997 when he was uh oh wow getting famous there with yeah that was that was uh, at the beginning Brady. of his career. I mean, in terms yeah. of the exposure of 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 touring and you know his distribution deals for sure. Yeah, it was at the uh, Ford Amphitheater. So it was a nice little outside venue. It was really nice. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Ford Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amphitheaters yeah, are fun. Yeah, That's right there. That's uh, that's across uh, across the highway from the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So when when did your when did your musical? I mean, it sounds like you know, as a kid, you you had music coming in and out of the house. So is that pretty much when your whole musical journey started? This is where you got your interest in music. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, it's pretty much, you know, it's the only thing I've known. So uh, there was just instruments always laying around the house. And, uh, you know, back then there wasn't any like Call of Duty or like, you know, all the stuff. YouTube. That, yeah. So for me, that was like the kids my main thing. So now. I've been holding, you know, holding sticks ever since I could hold sticks. Uh, ever since I could, you know, like sit in my dad's lap. Uh, in diapers and hold a pair of sticks. I was playing drums. And then my fifth birthday, um, we went to Toys R Us, and my mom said I could pick out anything. And there was this little Casio keyboard. And so I got oh, that. Right. And then... <laughs> the Casio. Yeah. I think I had Class. a Casio yeah. keyboard back Yeah, then. that thing was sick. I think it was just the hot commodity back in the day. Oh, yeah. And then they... I guess they saw me, like, um, like writing my own songs with like two hands and so uh so then they put me in um piano lessons i took uh i was like classically trained with with piano lessons until i was 14 13 or 14 something like that i think 14 uh, wow. but all along the way i picked up um you know guitar and bass as well my brother was initially really hardcore into bass um he plays a little bit of everything my dad plays a little bit of everything but uh but yeah, it was like my my dad was big into into drums and horns. He played a uh, tenor sax, a uh, little bit of keys, a little bit of little bit of guitar, little of this, little of that. Really big into percussion, uh, congas, bongos, timbales, all that stuff. Um, so I was kind of uh, introduced to all these instruments at a really young age. So I almost was like not forced into it, but when you have all these instruments around, it was facilitated. Yeah, you were yeah. able to it become was, a multi instrumentalist yeah. just on impulse of of curiosity. 
and just fulfilling that creativity, right? Yeah, like just and going then, at it. I think when you're at that age too, and you see like your family members enjoying themselves, no matter what it is, like for somebody, it's going to be playing pool or playing, you know, doing whatever. Right. So playing the uncles however, playing dominoes in the corner. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Yeah, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. So I see yeah. them, and they're having this great time with all these instruments. I'm like, well, I want to have a great time. <laughs> there you go. So and and I got to say, if I may, um, I, Brian, you introduced me. The the reason I'm super excited today of being on this show is because I I do play percussion. I'm the percussionist in the Davy Brown Sound reggae band and i've been in the group now for about three years almost going on three years right davy about yeah something like yeah that. and he's definitely a stoner buddy as well oh, you yeah. know because there's a lot of tree <laughs> oh, as yeah. one of you know one of the title tracks free the tree you know the tree gets free, free the tree very very much so in those in those rehearsals and so yeah i just wanted to interject that that's it's I, I am a witness of those beginnings of his, and it makes so much yeah. sense just seeing how when we're in rehearsals and we're jamming or we're actually rehearsing an arrangement, a specific arrangement, he can just jump from one instrument to the other. And he's got keys in front of him. He's got this guitar. He's got his second, you know, acoustic, his second electric to his right, acoustic guitar to the left. So it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's fun to watch. It's great. I mean, you guys sound great, honestly. I couldn't stop no, thinking. The first, the first day that I started listening to In Love With You, I heard it the first time, and dude, everything about that track, uh, the trumpets, the bass, the drums, everything was like on cue. I wanted to just repeat the song, and it was on YouTube, so as, as soon as I close YouTube, you know, the song is gone, so it's like, damn it, I gotta stay on YouTube to repeat <laughs> Right, to you gotta watch like time. three, uh, yeah, like five minutes of advertisement before you get the right. brown <laughs> sound going again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just give right. me my DBS, man, give just me the give DBS. Me my DBS, man, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great song, yeah. dude, honestly. Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. You guys it. have got a solid lineup so far. Um, as a matter of fact, let's uh, let's hear a real quick clip of "In Love with You." So this is "In Love with You" by Davy Brown Sound.
So I mean that's that's the song I've, so far. It's like my addiction. Uh, I can't get enough of this song, honestly. Um, it's on YouTube, but I mean we'll get more into that later on when Davey kind of plugs himself towards the end here. Um, Davey, let me get back into this real quick. What's I know you've you've talked about working with different kinds of genre. You you're a Mexican American first of all in a reggae project. Um, you've got Zupa Nova. You've got uh, triple tree is that right that's the yeah. one with your brother yep um so and they're all from what you were telling me they're all different they're all different sounds so having all these genres genres of music growing up and then having all these different projects that you work on with different sounds my question is what is what's your favorite genre of music to to compose and what's your favorite to listen to wow so well, I love making reggae music, obviously, but uh, I think as far as listening goes, it's probably jazz. Um, maybe yeah. more specifically, would be like bebop. Um, I used to play. I used to be in a in a jazz orchestra, like a I think like a sixteen piece. Um, wow. We were like Reno Jazz Festival champs. Got well, first place big in our band division. Orchestras, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was pretty hardcore into into jazz. That's my my secret uh, little genre there. But and then I was playing drums in a in a jazz trio for a while. Uh, so I'm like pretty hardcore yeah, man, into jazz. Big big passion. Um, yeah. L- love listening like to 1940s, 1950s bebop. You know. Yeah, even even like you know, Coltrane, all that kind of stuff. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. But then I like the super old school, like, uh, 30s, 40s stuff. Even like Django Reinhardt, um, as far as like guitar or oh, yeah, that like Django the, stuff will get you moving. The newer Joe Pass Absolutely. stuff, just yeah, a little bit of a little bit of everything. Um, a little West Montgomery on the guitars. Oh yeah, let me some of those dude. those West octaves he always does. Yeah. Oh man. You know, and you uh, can definitely see, I can definitely attest to that the sensibility that he gained from having that background and having fed himself that music and, and allowing it to live in him because it comes across when we jam and the improvisational skills that, oh, absolutely. that Davey has. And of course, it's just a call and response with the rest of the members and... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like an ongoing conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, jazz to me is one of one of my favorite genres, honestly. And I'm I'm surprised you, you know, because of all the uh, the genres that we had already mentioned, jazz wasn't even one of them. Uh, you said Latin jazz, but you know that's a little different. Yeah, I was in a Latin jazz band as well, doing like uh, doing anything from like Mozambique, cha cha cha, um, Songo, Afro Cuban six eight. Uh, yeah, we were doing all kinds of stuff. The, I was the two different orchestras. One was, um, like big band jazz style, and then the other one was just anything from yeah salsa, merengue, cha cha cha, uh, mm. yeah Mozambique, all that. We were we were doing all kinds of stuff. So that one was was super fun. We had horns, violins, we had everything in that band. And this and this, I mean, is it for all your music projects or just the? Uh... Oh, no, you said it was Zupanova that's kind of led you to travel and, and going to Asia and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Zupanova is the, the touring um, group I'm with. It's um, me and my boy, Rossell. And we usually have uh, people featuring and things like that. And then depending mm-hmm. on the show, it's anything from uh, pop to R&B, hip-hop, EDM, dance, um, I even got some salsa, uh, <laughs> some salsa flavor in there. Um, it's a little bit of dance hall flavor in there, a little bit of everything, but 
mainly we're trying to just like with that particular um, group, it's more like the whole focus is just to let everybody have a good time and to, to kind of provide that party environment where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. everybody has their serious moments. And even in like some of my other projects, I have those serious songs or serious moments. This is just kind of like a fun escape uh, for people to just, you know, kind of let loose and have a good time. Oh, that's awesome. It's a completely so, different experience to that of DBS, uh, Davey Brown's sound. It's, yeah. it's wildly different. Yeah, yeah no, the other <laughs> ends of the spectrum. But wow. DBS is a party in itself. It's a different kind of party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so DBS is kind of your, this is kind of your, your main project now? Uh, well, Supernova is the, the, the main one that's been ongoing. And um, so this is kind of like my uh, side solo thing that, actually initially started just as like studio musicians wanting to jam and yeah, uh man. and All i was the best projects start that way yeah and i was pr i was producing um reggae for my brother's band for uh triple tree and we had written me and my brother had written all these songs and and music for it and i, I was doing all the all the music the, the instrumentation and uh after about two albums worth of stuff that he had laid vocals down on there was still like a third album worth of music and wow. uh i'm like you know when are you gonna come down and uh you know lace up these tracks blah 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 and he's like he's like well you have all these extra tr tracks he's like why don't you do a couple songs and blah 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 and i'm like yeah why don't i <laughs> like, yeah nice. might as well like <laughs> sitting here like you know the remote collaboration yeah and then and then yeah. i brought the songs to to my boys that i was already jamming with and that was just more like super freestyle, like people playing random riffs, and then it just goes from there. And then an hour later, like you end up kind of somehow finding your way back to that original riff. You have no idea how it happened, but it did. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. so it, it was more like a sonic journeys, basically. Many riffs and many joints oh, wow. later. Yeah. It yeah. all comes back full circle in the jam. Somehow, and then, they, and then, then we found some way, and they eventually. And I, and I wasn't there for those beginnings, but I would imagine just based on what I have gone through with you guys in in rehearsals and in jam spaces, is that those thirty minute jams eventually bleed into the first song on the set list for rehearsal. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah so eventually like, a lot. Of, yeah, some of it turned into way back songs, in there. and then. And at the same time, too, I told them, I'm like, whatever I do on the record, I do not want to sound like that live. Right. And so my whole goal, because, I mean, I feel like I'm a a jazz musician through and through, like, in the sense that it's more of a, a mindset than it is a genre. And so mm. mm -hmm. I'm like, well, anybody could press play. So why would somebody even want to see you play live if it just sounds like you're playing like you're pressing the play button. That's you know, very what, true. Right? That's a and, very, and for me, and, and for me, like, you know, maybe in sort of like a, a, a selfish way, like I don't want to play the exact same thing the exact same way every single time. Maybe as like a studio musician, you know, you get tired of being like caged up, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you get like locked confined in. To, yeah. So for me, like I wanted to be able to provide that platform for not only myself, but all the musicians around me to be like, you know hey this is like a free zone like you know you or like mason like i don't tell mason anything right and mason what I'm is just like hey mason check this out and he's like oh cool and then boom all of a sudden it's like now we're jamming yeah so, and mason and, plays guitar and mason is and yeah mason oh, is the sure. guitarist and they take turns doing lead guitar or he rhythm does, guitar. yeah he does he plays guitar and keys and um and all the backup vocals and then uh and then we got chad uh, who's just a monster on the bass uh, as a MI graduate. Um, <laughs> Mikey on drums also went to MI. Um, you know, serious cats. And uh, and I wanted wow. to be able to give these guys, you know, uh, a place where we can just let loose, you know? Yeah. And so I said, you know, here's some songs and we can, like, basically learn the structure of it and that that way we can always go back to it and use that as like an like a an outline or like, a, like, like a home base like, yeah, yeah like 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 a roadmap kind of thing to where like we'll go off for 20 30 minutes and then all of a sudden I'll call it back and we'll go into the hook you know go back to the chorus or we'll go into a verse oh, right on 
and like and then, yeah in that in that sense it's not confined like you said you're not constricted and you're not stuck to a, a form other than it does have that really freedom for you, everyone yeah everyone yeah, can express it really themselves gives you, exactly it really mm -hmm. gives you like that individuality yeah, uh, my a, favorite thing is to just member, throw you know? out solos. <laughs> I, I, I love throwing out solos to people and just, you know, let them just fly off the handle. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's really neat. And uh, here's, yeah, here's, awesome. here's some insight. In this band, um, I'm known as Bongomar. That's my, my, my moniker in the band. Yeah, Bongomar. Bongomar, yeah, because I'm the percussionist. Now you have to explain that a little bit. Well, his name's, his name's Omar. And he plays bongos, bongos. so right. it's bongomar. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This is the type of stuff when you're sitting around smoking a joint, you're like, you know what your name is, man? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was like three hours into our, or like at the I fourth hour. I Mason. I think Mason came it was, it was definitely Mason. Yeah. Like, Mason is such a clown. He's definitely the jester in the band, I'd want to say. And yeah, and he, uh, yeah, it's like we gotta, hey guys, we gotta come up with a name for Omar. You know, he's been jamming with us for a you while. You know what your now. name needs to be, man. <laughs> and then Bongo Omar, and then it was, yeah, it was approved also by Juice. He's a saxophone player. He also plays flute. Yeah, Juice is a beast. Yeah, um, on, the, my, on the saxophone, he's a flutist. He, he's so, great. so Juice is an insanely talented uh, uh, sax player and and flutist. Um, However, uh, he had just recently uh, was going through a, a like a back injury, and decided he might as well buy a trombone and start picking that up. So I'm super stoked for him to come back to rehearsal with this oh, trombone man. because he's got he's a, whole be a brand, triple threat. Oh yeah, he's got a whole brand new skill that we've never even like experienced. It's gonna be great. Yeah, different embouchure, you know, different awesome. position oh, yeah. of the mouthpiece for the horn. And you, yeah, and different it's like, facial muscles. Yeah. And if you hear him play his other instruments, it's like you can only imagine. I, I'm just excited to see the progression of him sounding like going from like pretty good to like. Right. Ridiculously yeah, that's going to be really it, fun mm -hmm. to, to experience. Because you know it's only a matter of time any instrument he's going to pick up. Like It's only a matter of time before it's going to get... just master it. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Epic he, level. he took his rehabilitation time to create, ex, you know, <laughs> extend his creative muscles. Right, that's, and that's the best that's part that's about awesome. it. It's like, well, you're, you know, he's taking lemons and making lemonade, right? Exactly. He's making the best yeah, of yeah, that. There you go. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here, my back's messed up. Might as well learn how to shred on trombone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, trombones. <laughs> hey, no trumpets, complaints over here, man. Bongos. <laughs> Go <yeah>. ahead. <laughs> do you Wait. like? Do you have like? I know you were talking about Latin jazz. <clears throat> what um, what Spanish or Latin influences do you do you accredit your your success to the most? Ooh, uh, I mean, I can't really like. I'm the type of person I try to listen to new music every day, and so. Yeah. Like, same thing with like a movie. I'm like, oh, I already seen that. Why do I want to see it again? Kind of thing. There's a couple movies. Don't get me wrong. Like Half Baked or Friday or something. <laughs> I watched like a zillion <laughs> times or whatever. But uh, right. there's a few exceptions. But but in general, even musically, um, I like listening to to, to new stuff. But uh, but if I had to pick a couple, like, I mean, anything with like uh, anything with uh, like Pancho Sanchez. Anything with Giovanni Hildago, anything with uh, uh, Horacio with, uh, Al Negro. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely, he, yeah. He, there's, there's he staple, does all the left yeah, foot clave, yeah, yeah, two, three, some clave, three, two. Does the Roomba like? He's doing all that modern stuff. La yeah, modern Latin players. Yeah, but like Giovanni's probably when it comes to like uh, like a conguero, he the, he's he's the man. There's there's. He's the Victor Wooten of oh my God, yeah. of, uh, of of congas. Even on timbales, wow. like this dude does these just nasty crossover, like paradiddle looking things. Like, oh, it's yeah, he's he's <laughs> filthy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good list. Your your ears were in good company with all those players for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. to get to get the yeah, it's like some of the premier. Latin modern players. That's why it's such a great experience to be playing percussion in the Davy Brown Sound Band, which is what I was mentioning earlier is why I was so excited to be here back on this episode. And 
you know, it's my second episode as a, as a perma buddy, you know. And uh, so to have my bros though from both ends, from you know, I met Brian through our producer Seth of the show through his musical projects out in LA and West LA. And I actually met Davey Brown, like I think it was at a Sherman Oaks gathering and we were just jamming. Yeah, it was like Hollywood Hills or Sherman yeah, Oaks. Somewhere or, out there, yeah. And yeah. we were yeah, off of Coldwater Canyon or just something. And they were we, calling it the Bob Marley House or something. Yeah, the Bob Marley House. Yeah, yeah, Bob yeah, Marley yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of reggae, you know, going through that home. And so yeah, it was great. I had my cajon that day and um fellow DBS drummer. Um, uh, Jake Boogie was Jake, with us. Don, Boogie, Don Moser was there. Don Moser, the guitar player. Yeah, and we all just jammed in the living room once everyone want. You know, everyone was nice and had a good buzz, had a good feeling going. And then from there, we stayed in contact. Then we came and uh, we came together. And I was over in rehearsals once a week. And Don, yeah. I remember Don was saying, "He's all, did you even know who you jammed with?" And I'm like. No, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, you know, half the people in the room all have Grammys, right? And I'm like, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let, let's keep jamming. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. And so, but yeah, that's, that's, that's live. You know, I know it's always one thing to hear, like was Davey was saying, it's one thing to hear it, a recorded production and just him as a, as a performer, he wouldn't want to perform it the exact same way and give so that he can facilitate mm -hmm. a different experience in the flesh, so to speak. And of course. yeah, and that's what is that, there, that there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of freedom and there's a kinship. And it and it, it makes me think of something that I said in the first episode that I was uh, a part of in this podcast is that for me, you know, having cannabis in my life, it created a subculture and it created Absolutely. almost like this secret handshake when it was so illegal and it was so taboo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And so to have yeah. music and that combined. Yeah, there was. There was definitely a moral support group, if you will, in, in expressing. And so, and I think, and I know Davey, you know, if you listen to some of his tracks, the lyrics, they have those mis those messages. And uh, I don't know, Brian, what do you yeah. think if uh, we have uh, Davey give us maybe a little snippet of uh, maybe a, a few words of, of the lyrics of one of the songs, of one of your songs, you know? Oh, absolutely. And then if we can slip that, into Davey, something else sure, uh, yeah. that I think he's got to up his sleeve as a surprise from yeah. oh yeah 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 um let me find well one of the most straightforward ones uh, as far as like being cannabis related um which we can actually and this is from a D dbs later. original right yeah would uh that one goes uh so this is now just like spoken word that you created while you were with this new project dbs um well the spoken these well, actual lyrics yeah, so this spoken word I actually haven't put into a song, but uh, the band has probably heard me like force it over some random jams we're doing and just see if it works or not kind of thing. Um, we do a lot of experimenting and everything. But uh, yep. I can read it off in, in no particular rhythmic phrasing, but just kind of give you the gist of it. Um, sure. It basically goes... Uh, too many people trying to take credit. All these mental gymnastics you got embedded, don't sweat it. I got these dreams of people who can't, who want to be real, but they can't deal, living with the reality of their Achilles heel. The lack of mental capacity, the audacity, don't doubt my veracity. Join me on a conscious journey. You thought you heard me the first time, but let me tell you again. Let me sell you a new trend. One where the masses don't have to hate. One where no social classes separate your fate, desecrate your state of mind. It's time to find a passion for humanity instead of clashing with insanity. We need more love in our life. Stop shoving your wife. Tell your mother you love her. No one is above her. Yeah, spitting on some real shit. Ain't a fake-ass rapper who gotta steal shit. Think for yourself. No magic on her shoulder. No tragic self-image to mold her. A mirage of lies, yet still surprised by the barrage of cries. Limited by your lack of belief. Can't get past this barrier reef of liquid delusion. A simulated conclusion driven by a fusion of hate and greed. Hope to God my lyrics plant a seed to the people before me. But please do not adore me, for I am just a messenger of light. So take flight and live for eternity. It don't matter if you ain't even heard of me, because I ain't the one who rises with the sun. I don't know if you know this, but your destiny has already begun. Woo! Dude. 
That's some good <laughs> shit right there. That needs to go into a song immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find something to fit it into. I just gotta, I gotta get the vibe down. Yeah, that was good. a treat. That's thanks, stuff, thanks bro. for sharing that, Davey. That was that's great. The hard part is when when the message becomes more important than the rhythmic phrasing, <laughs> and then I have to go back and try to like make it sound rhythmically phrased. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm yeah. kind of at that. You're little, at that cross. Yeah, you're exactly, at that junction yeah, right yeah. there where you're trying yeah. to merge it. Yes, it, it'll happen. It's only a matter of time. I might have to like. But I think it's great you're not forcing it. You know, you're yeah. letting it just the way this, because man, you were just flowing. You were spitting these, these words, yeah. with some conviction oh, man, that... and a lot of passion. And I mean, just <laughs> to give you guys a little bit of, of, of insight into, you know, into what you would experience, as he would say, if he had a, if he if he had an audience before him. You know, that's it's it's, it's a very uplifting thing. It's a nice thing to be a yeah, part man. of as a, as a performer, as a per, as a drummer, percussionist. I started the the spoken word stuff when uh um with Zupanova we <clears throat> we did this um uh New York Fashion Week the Madison Square Garden thing and uh and when we were walking around what is that uh Times Square mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. there was all these dudes around doing like their their circle their cipher right and some of them are flowing some of them are just doing the the spoken word and it just kind of like hit me like huh this is like a, a part of a little tiny corner of of music and lyrics and all this stuff that I'm interested in, but I never really tapped into. Yeah. So. I, well, I think you're definitely tapped in now for sure. Yeah, you're you're on the <laughs> you're right tapped path. Tapped in, dude. Keep, keep that up, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, tell me. I mean, one of the last things I'm going to ask is being obviously that you're in a reggae band now but i know that you've you've smoked cannabis for a long time oh yeah do you <laughs> do you smoke it mostly socially as, as a recreational thing do you use it medicinally for anything or um well for me it... it's for me it's every day like so i don't want to be the one just to blame it to, or to say like you know because i do have like chronic pain like i just uh got out of an mri and, and I, I did a uh, EMG tests. I'm doing all these tests for like my shoulder, my elbow, my wrist, my knees, like mm. all this stuff. But even before my injuries, uh, for me, I was I've always been a, a daily a daily smoker, um, just for the the relaxation from it. And like, if I eat it, you know, I could be stuck on the couch. But for me, when I'm uh, so edibles I, put you in the couch. Absolutely, <laughs> edibles will absolutely put me on the couch. But what's what's weird is. Uh, like when I smoke, I don't actually like get like high or like like you see in a movie and it's like oh the colors you know whatever <laughs> yeah, like, exaggeration you don't get quote unquote stone yeah I don't really right. like get like that but uh, don't get me wrong I absolutely will if I eat it like because <laughs> I think there's like a different THC <laughs> that exists oh, only yeah. when you eat it or something like that <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh but when I smoke I'm I'm highly functional I'm I'm you know in the studio twelve hours straight I'm playing guitar for hours I'm you know, pretty like productive, but yeah, you, you give me enough brownies and uh, night, night. <laughs> yeah. You won't be spitting any of those words or any raps or any rhymes the way you just experienced. That's yeah. for sure. I'll be drooling out of my mouth. If I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. Enough, enough, enough. Uh, the draws of the RSO. Right. Whatever. Like, yeah. No. yeah. I'll see you tomorrow, bro. Night, night. <laughs> yeah. So how, <clears throat> how has cannabis, if if at all, how has it affected you in music? Has it affected you um, positively, negatively? Do you deal with like any of these negative stigmas that we as minorities have to deal with all the time with with cannabis? Oh, absolutely. As far as dealing with like judgment and all that, but I've never been like that necessarily uh, affected by that judgment. I've never really cared about that judgment. Like, yeah. and so like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I care about like the opinions of like people who are close to me that I love, but like mm -hmm. just the, the general population, if somebody says this or somebody says that, it's like, like, look, it's like, it doesn't matter like what you say, like no matter what you say, somebody out there is going to find something to hate on. So it's like, of if you course. act like this, 
they're going to hate on you. You're going to find haters. If you act like that, there's going to be haters. Maybe there's a different type of hater, but there's a hater nonetheless. So I figure if I want to be hated on no matter what I do or what I say or how I act, like I might as well be myself because and do what I want to do. I'm going to be hated because on regardless. Do all that shit so regardless. What, you know, right. so what's the point? You might as well just yeah. do what you want to do. So, um, now did that now have, did you see did that change as the culture of distribution and availability and oh, the, the legalization the shift changed yeah how, I mean, how was that experience for you as as Brian asked you know as a, as a Mexican American but also as a musician and just as, just as a person out in the you know in, yeah. in LA well uh, for one i think it's like obviously on the on the legalities of it like i can walk around with an ounce and and and, and not, <laughs> not feel be sweating and yeah and, and not feel like an outlaw um <laughs> you know and then on the on the opposite side i remember when the recreational use um went into act at like midnight right because all the 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 mm, state mm -hmm. propositions go in effect like at midnight right oh that's right so right. i smoked i smoked the joint like you know right before midnight and i'm like <laughs> This is the last time it's gonna be extra cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I, no, but uh, but no, I'm I love it. Puts it. a little edge on it when you know it's illegal, huh? <laughs> yeah. Try smoking in like the Singapore or the Philippines when, like. Oh yeah. Punishment is literally death. Death. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a wild one. If you want if you want to feel alive. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, go so, smoke, go smoke in Singapore. Did... But. Uh, <laughs> But so yeah, so your, what's that? I was going to ask, how did your, since you were saying, you know, you don't really care what anyone thinks except for the people around you, the people you love. So what, how long have your, your parents or your family known that you've, you've smoked cannabis and then what do they think about it? Oh, well, since I was a teenager, but I, I was pretty much not really trying to hide anything I was doing actually drinking I was trying to hide for a, for for a while when I, when I was like part you were a, probably more afraid of mom getting well, exactly. you catching you drinking crazy? than you were smoking a joint exactly right? exactly right. yeah I but, can uh, relate to that yeah yeah parents as far as like yeah getting like really drunk or whatever drinking that's but, funny how I did wait till almost 21 to actually start drinking but I started smoking way before 21 <laughs> yeah I was smoking well I think me and my friends pretty much like on the daily started when we we're about 14 um so yeah it's been it's been a minute <laughs> and uh well, it yeah, went from it went from just smoking to just party have a good time uh to like now it actually like not only just helps me relax but it also helps me on a on a health level like as far as like relaxing my muscles and my you know joints and all that like i've i was pretty hardcore into like skating i used to race go pads and uh, i used to do a lot of uh well and all that drumming you did yeah, ever since you were a child and then strumming the guitars a lot of, and, yeah, yeah a lot of repetitive stress mm -hmm. syndrome type of stuff mm -hmm. um to where now now it actually like serves um a different purpose a, than it did a, in yeah, a different a whole, decade exactly. in, in your life yeah yeah so, that's i can relate to that so i'm really sure. glad now that it's more you know in the open but um but before, when my parents, like, first found out, like, I never really struggled in school to try to get an A on a test. Like, I, I could, I was always able to just kind of show up and just do it, just ace it. So, so because I was able to, like, you know, handle business, I guess, I'm sure partly in the back of their minds, they're like, well, you know, it's not like he's... That he's not being productive. He's yeah. very effective at what yeah. he does. And when it comes to like, especially playing guitar, if your fingers are a few millimeters off, it's the difference of sounding oh. good or not sounding good. Mm -hmm. And right. so to have that type, Agility of, and ability. type of precision, precision. and mm -hmm. accuracy, playing you know 16th notes over 200 BPM with, with that type of precision, mm -hmm. like I don't know, like how can you prove it any more than that of being like, look at the amount of accuracy I have in my fingers playing at that level with with that you know with that amount of precision and and i just you know smoked two joints right before 
you know, we hop, <laughs> hopped on stage. <laughs> right. So it's like, if that's not proof of, you know, how it affects people, like, you know, but, but don't get me wrong, like, everybody's different. If right. So another time, musician, another musician might not be able to get up on stage and perform. Exactly. Because I have heard <laughs> friends that absolutely don't want to because they get in their head or it just becomes too much of a body high. Right. And and that's you know? the thing of like the stigma that's kind of annoying is like it. Nobody gets affected the same, right. you know, so, and, and some people I do. I know people who've been smoking for 20 years and still get wow. high like they're like like the first time like right. they're newbies yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? and for me i'm like i'm like envious i'm like i, I want to get that high <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. you're reminded you're reminding me of my good old times when my tolerance wasn't yeah. so high as it is now <laughs> but but for me yeah it's really frustrating when people are like like i remember even one of my old bands uh one of the bandmates was uh he like caught us smoking uh in the back bef before rehearsal and he's like Oh blah blah blah! You guys, now you guys are gonna suck, and like, da, 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 you're not gonna be able to focus and perform. Yeah, yeah, we're wasting our wow. time. And I'm like, I look at our other buddy who was there, and I'm like, dude, ask ask him. I'm like, you have never played with me when I not smoking. Right. You, every, like, time we've, every time we've every time we've played, I've smoked beforehand. Him. Just you know, FYI. And then he asked, he asked our friend. He's all, is that true? The guy's all, yeah. And he's like. All right, well, hurry up. Let's go, let's get started. <laughs> like he didn't care after that. It was totally it was totally cool. But like, but there's a lot of those initial right. stigmas in people's St yeah the yeah they they think man. all of a sudden you're gonna turn into this like just into a vegetative yeah, state yeah, almost worthless or... good for nothing like <laughs> right. just useless yeah totally <laughs> it's like you don't understand dude I need to do this to sound that good yeah. and it's like that could happen to people they could become you know, <clears throat> affected in, in, in that regard to that degree. But uh, mm -hmm. I would say the majority of people who have been smoking consistently have no issues, you know, with that. Right. Like, no. Uh, no, you just have, you have to be responsible with it. You have to know how much you're taking, what you're taking. You know, you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to take a, a heavy indica right before a performance because then you actually might be affected, you know, yeah. <laughs> negatively and then you're not going to play shit. Dude, we're going to have to catch you guys live sometime when you guys start playing uh, and doing gigs some more. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Have have the stoner buddies clan out there. We, that, we would, get you, that would get really you come nice. backstage, play some balls. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Live broadcast from the, from the green room. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. Well, Davey, man, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We appreciate the time, of course, and, and <laughs> all the... The jams that you've been provided, uh, and that kind of leads me to, unless you guys have anything else um, you want to squeeze in. Uh, I guess real quick, I could just do a shameless uh, plug and, and say, Bloody. and say, uh, you know, as far as social media, um, you could find us at at Davy Brown Sound, um, D A V Y, no E, um, no E in that. Yeah, everybody wants to add add the e, but uh, <laughs> so it's Davy Brown. Yeah, yeah, at Davy Brown Sound. Whether it's uh, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's just all at Davy Brown Sound. And he does broadcast live the rehearsals from time to time. Yeah, so yeah, we go live. Um, we've been doing a lot of beta testing on Facebook. We're probably gonna end up transitioning to YouTube because some of the features and better frame rates and and all that good stuff it's 1080 instead of 720p all that so it's a really right great on. live room to watch it's there's a whole set of the there's lights it's a multi-camera setup mm -hmm. we got eight cameras um and i, I programmed wow. the software to automate to where it kind of looks like somebody's behind the board switching different angles and so I got it automated to where it switches angles and then and then it'll go into like Brady Bunch style where you'll see like all eight cameras together and that kind of thing. So just try to keep it fun. <laughs> That's gonna be fun to watch, actually. Yeah, try to keep it stoner friendly. Visually yeah, interesting. Yeah, definitely check it out, Brian. Yeah. Right, you know, um, while gonna... things, you know, get back to a place where there's there's uh, more live music being you know, being produced. Yeah, yeah sure. for sure. Well, whether we could play uh, 
you know, at a venue or not, like my whole mentality is like, no one's going to stop us. We're, we're going to go live no yeah, matter what. We're going to play no matter. Do it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Live here, right on. live there. We're going to be live no matter what. <laughs> there you go. So now we're just going to uh, close it out. We're going to go into an acoustic performance of Let's Get High by Davy Brown Sound. Let's get 
Stoner Buddies. Welcome back, Stoner Buddies. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview and performance by Davy Brown Sound. If you liked what you heard, please give Davy some love. Visit him on YouTube and Instagram at Davy Brown Sound for that awesome reggae vibe. As always, you can find the Stoner Buddies on Instagram at stoner underscore buddies. Remember that 420 is just a few days away, so make sure you prepare for that. And we will see you guys after the 420 holiday. In the meantime, stoners, as always, thank you and keep it rolling.